Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Internet Church. We're so happy that you were able to join us and praise the Lord. Amen. God is so good to us, saints, and we want to thank him for his continued work in us and his love that he releases to us. You know, who of us would make it without the love of God? Where would we be? What would happen in our lives if God didn't release his love to us continually? Just what would we be about? How, how, how different would our world be? And we need to think about that sometimes, you know? We need to give serious consideration to the fact that if God did not love us, we might not exist at all. It's a very serious thought pattern, but it's one that we need to incorporate. If God did not so love us, we might not exist at all. You say, mine, that's kind of heavy, Pastor, but it's very real. It's very real. You know, there was a time in life when people at the end of the day or at the end of the week, they would sit down on their porches or in their living rooms or in their dens or in their reading rooms, and they would spend quiet time just thinking and meditating about what was really going on in life, what was really essential. But nowadays, people are in such a hustle, bustle, and a hurry, they don't bother. And so they're missing essential time of meditating on what is actually important in life. They just bypass it, and they think it'll catch them somewhere down the line. Well, that's not how that works. In fact, if you don't ever do that, then you miss a part of yourself. Yes, that's what I said. If you don't ever do that, you miss part of your own self. You begin to lose parts of you. You're no longer in contact with the real you the way you used to be. And so as time goes on, you don't really notice that you're not the same person and that your lifestyle has changed you. Your lifestyle has actually changed you because you sat down and made an active, involved decision that I think I want to go in this direction. No, that's not what what happened. What happened was your hustle-bustle lifestyle uh, sort of muzzled in on you. Amen? Your hustle-bustle lifestyle stepped in and started to push you around. And, and shove you in this corner and in that corner. And before you know it, it had you just where it wanted you, where you can't do anything but your hustle-bustle lifestyle. 
Well, I'm going to encourage you to shut that system down and to allow the Holy Spirit to help you to regain some of that that you have lost. Amen? I was invited uh, to an event this week, and I normally, the old me, would have just gone to the event. Yes, I was tired. Yes, I'd been been running errands all day long, even though I took a break in between the sets of errands. But the old me would have come home after the last set of errands, jumped in the shower, put myself together, got myself dressed, gone to the event, through the parking and the elevator and the this and the trying to see in the dark and all that foolishness, and forced myself to go there and look like I was interested in whatever was going on. I used to do that. I can remember when I used to do that, but I didn't. When I was when I was at the last uh, errand, I just shut down. I told the Lord, I'm not going to push myself. Even though I called and made an RSVP, I'm too tired. I need, I need rest, and I, I can feel it. I can feel it inside me, and I didn't push me. I did the normal thing. I went to bed. You see, if you don't start taking back, you and the Holy Spirit, start taking back bits and parts of your life, you're going to look up one day and not really know who you are. And that's a shame. Your lifestyle will have stolen part of your life and part of your personality from you. And that's one of the things that COVID did to us. It traumatized everyone, absolutely, positively everyone. Amen? And it started taking things from you without you realizing it that you normally did and that were a normal part of your life. It took things from you. But it's time for you to realize what has happened to you and to begin to reclaim the parts of those things back because they're a part of you. You didn't agree for a pandemic to change you. That wasn't part of the, the agreement. But it happened to just about everybody nonetheless. So I want you to be very much aware that all the side effects from the pandemic are not physical. There are mental, emotional, psychological side effects. Things you were once interested in, all of a sudden you have no interest at all. In fact, you've forgotten about them. And if it weren't for the stack of stuff that you used to use to do it, you would forget that you even had that little hobby, that you once a month you do certain old things. thing about um, the COVID that I did appreciate to some degree was people not being so close up on you physically. 
Amen. That wasn't so bad. I, I didn't I didn't mind that too badly, but I wasn't into the mask thing at all. Not at all. If I showed up somewhere and they insisted that in order to do business there, I had to put one on, I did it for as long as I had to do business. As soon as I was out the door, it was gone. I refused to walk around all day everywhere I went looking like a bandit. I wasn't born that way, and I'm not going to live that way. Amen? Amen. So I want you to be aware that changes were made in us that we did not agree to. Amen? People decided to allow the government to tell them when they could go to church and if they could go to church. And if your pastor still had church, why? They were coming to arrest your pastor for having church. Can you believe it? Yes, in America and other places, not just in the U.S. So you see, saying we have to reclaim what is ours, take it back from the devil, because he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We have to take back who we are, and we have to take back what he stole. Amen? Amen. So I'm glad that you're all here. I'm glad that um, most of us are safe and sound. Amen. Those of us that have little complications, we're doing better, praise the Lord. But saints, we need to take back things that the enemy stole from us. Things that the enemy stole from us. We need to take it back. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for our gathering together in your name. We want to thank you that you're overshadowing us, sing us, Lord. And that the angels are doing their part with each of us. We declare this to be holy ground in Jesus' name. We declare this to be holy ground in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the grace of God that has fueled us. And we thank you for this special time of seeking your face, Lord. We ask you to bless it, we ask you to sanctify it, and we ask you to help us to come through to where you want us to be. It's important, Lord, that we don't ritualize what we are doing, but that it's alive, it's active, and it's moving through our lives, helping us, ushering us into the place that you would have us to be, Lord. Thank you. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for those who have decided uh, to join us. We thank you for those who come up early and who pray for the broadcast. 
We ask blessings upon them, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for helping us to maintain our stand and to retake ground that we have lost, to reclaim ground that we have lost, Father, that the enemy, while we were unaware, stole while we were unaware. We want to thank you, Father, and we give you praise for restoring to us that that the enemy has stolen, illegally even. The enemy did some stealing over the past few years. The enemy has done some stealing in the past few years. And so now, Lord, we have people that are potential mothers and mothers. Amen? Potential mothers and mothers deciding that abortion is the birth control method that they prefer. Amen? That abortion, that killing a person, never mind the fact that the Lord wrote with his own finger, thou shalt not kill, that doesn't matter. The fact that it's a person in there, and if you leave it in there, it's going to grow up and be a human being comes out, it's going to be a human being walking, talking, eating, hollering, screaming, crying, doing whatever it feels like doing. But the birth control method we're going to have now is you're just going to kill them all before they get that far, even if they're half the way there. Even if they're half the way there. But then on the other hand, you're going to have all of these um, accoutrements for mothers. Oh, we're going to emphasize child care and this care and baby care and everything but prenatal care. Why? Why? Because you want to have free sex with no accountability. And the men can't get to the um, urologist fast enough to get vasectomy. But there is a judgment coming, saints. There is a judgment coming. And it's going to be all the way live. It's going to be real. There is a judgment coming. As we read the scriptures, Father, we can see all the different ways that you judge the children of Israel that you judge the Hebrews, whenever they went away from you and they went off following the culture, doing what the culture was doing, and you had warned them repeatedly, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't intermarry with them, don't, don't associate with them, don't do this, don't do that. Stick to what I'm teaching you and you will live. And they decided to throw you off and run behind the other culture. Well, Lord, judgment always came. It never failed. In fact, it got to the point that you stopped talking to them, that you stopped uh, communicating with them for 400 years. For 400 years, you stopped communicating with them. 
You shut them down. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we know judgment is coming on this. In fact, you can almost smell it in the air. But, Lord, we want to thank you. You're God, and all of your judgments are just. We thank you that you're God. We've been under, the whole world has been under judgment for some time now. But it's going to get worse. Because people do not want to walk in truth. They want to please themselves. They're not interested in you. As I read in the adjudication the other night, I don't want some old white man telling me what to do. Well, that's the cry of rebellion and pride and arrogance and haughtiness. They weren't so much rejecting some old white man telling them what to do. They don't want you telling them what to do. As you told the prophet Samuel, Samuel, it's not you they're rejecting, it's me. They don't want me. They don't want me telling them what to do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want you to come and reign over us. We're different. We want you to come reign over us. We want the government of our lives to be on your shoulders, Lord Jesus. Amen? We want the government of our lives to be on your shoulders. And we wouldn't have it any other way. We love you, Lord. And we appreciate your love and sacrifice for us. We humble ourselves before you. We repent of our own rebellion and pride. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and forgiveness. We need it. We need your mercy and forgiveness, Lord. Help us to unlearn the wrong which we have embraced and to learn your ways. And help us to be truthful with you and with ourselves. Help us to repent, Lord. True repentance. Help us to repent truthfully and completely, Lord. We don't want anything coming between you and us. So we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you for all of the new listeners. We thank you for the new listeners that will be joining us, Father. We thank you for the changes that you are making in our lives and in us. And we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for all you do, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. A special welcome. A special welcome to all of our new listeners. We are a Christian, international, non-denominational, Protestant church, Internet church. We meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be in your time zone. Amen? We welcome you in Jesus' name. We want to encourage you to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's miracle, 
internetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that. MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link, and when the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, sign in using one of the names that is on your birth certificate and your message to the saints, your greeting to the saints, and the saints will respond to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're on a cell phone, you may use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. Amen? You may use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the top, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Use those, uh, press those three white lines, and it will open up all the other links to you, and you may use the same set of instructions in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also, for those of you who have joined us, we also have a link across the banner that says, Become a Member of Miracle Internet Church. If you have not uh, clicked that link and filled out the form, we ask you to do so. Amen? Yes, this is a real church. We have real records. Amen. Pastor keeps track of almost everybody, you know. Uh, We ask you to fill out the form and do what it asks you to do, and we would be very appreciative. Amen? In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. All right, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Saints, God is never more than a prayer away. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the promise of your word that tells us when we call unto you, you will answer us and show us great and mighty things. This wonderful promise inspires us to learn to pray more effectively and to experience all that you have for us in prayer. We thank you, Father, for the confidence that we have in you, that if We ask anything according to your will, you do hear us. And because we know that you hear us, we know that we will receive whatever petitions we ask of you. Your word reveals your will to us. Therefore, we will pray according to your word. Your word is filled with so many precious prayer promises. Thank you, Lord, for each one. As we meditate on these promises and learn to pray your word and your will, we know your word will never return unto you void. It will always accomplish your purposes. We thank you, Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who helps us to pray more effectively. 
For when we are not sure how to pray about a matter, the Spirit of God comes to our aid. We trust the Holy Spirit to lead and to help us in every area of our life, especially in prayer. Father, we thank you for teaching us how to pray more effectively in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, 
that there's a sister across the water that I sent a Bible to that still has not gotten it to my knowledge. And that was last year, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, there's some judgments that need to come forth. There's some punishments because the Bible says you judge the heathen. We thank you, Father, for what you will do in Jesus' name. Saints, don't send anything that's really important in the mail without requiring them to sign for it. Yes, that means you have to get a signature confirmation. That's a little bit more money, but it's worth it. Remember, not too long ago, God told us to watch our money. Well, the devil's busy. He's watching our money, too. So if it's anything that has any real importance, amen, if there's anything that has any real importance, You make sure you spend a little extra money and make them sign for it and make sure that you can track it because they just ignore you if you just slap a stamp on it. They tell you, oh, there's no way for us to traffic that and other, uh, to uh, track that. In other words, they're not going to be responsible. That's what they're saying. So what you need to do is spend a little bit more money And I think it's a little green and white slip of paper you have to fill out. And you pay a little bit more, but they have to sign for it. They can't get away with that. It has to be scanned everywhere it goes so that they have to show you on the computer how it's being tracked and where it has arrived. Amen? Time of year when it gets real gnarly with that. So that's your hands up. Don't forget it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, that's right. Thank you very much. A return receipt. Amen. You got to fill that thing out and get it stuck on there and make sure they have to sign for it to to get it. If it's money, they've got to sign. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's just the way it is. This is real lifetime, you know. If the government's stealing from you, you know everybody else is. Now, there's another thing I discovered, that there's a way for them to steal your mortgage from you or steal your property from you, and you don't find out unless somebody in the neighborhood tells you that they're building on that empty on that lot of property that you have there, and uh, and nobody's, you know, And is that you? And we never saw these people before. Or something happens and you end up having to go to court. Amen. It's called, um, and crooks are stealing entire homes from, especially older people they pull that stunt on. But not all older people. Amen. And so when I get a minute, I'll do an adjudication on that. But they're able to do that. They go in and steal your property. They go in and uh, and don't be late on your taxes. They'll run down there and pay for it so they can steal it. And then put the property in their name. And the, princip- the, um, the people at the uh, office do not bother to check into it to make sure that it's legit. No, they just, sure, you handed me some money and some paperwork. Yes, 
So don't overlook anything in the mail that might be somewhat official. And check up on your stuff because the devil is nasty, stinking dirty. Amen? They will steal your property. If they can get it by hook or crook, they'll get it. Now, the next thing I want to tell you is there's people calling your phone. And they I got two of these calls today. And they're trying to tell me, I don't know who these people are. I did not give them my phone number. They do not have permission to contact me anyway. And they're trying to tell me that they have, uh, I qualify for thousands of dollars. And if I have debt, this is the answer I've been looking for. Let me tell you what you do about them. You turn those people into the government. In each state, there's some office somewhere. You might have to do some research to find out where you can turn these people's phone number in. And after you do that, then you go in your phone uh, and you go in your phone and you uh, you block their number so they can't keep calling you. Don't answer and talk to those people. Block their number. And then you delete that entry. That cuts the tie between you and them. That's what they're doing. They're dial- This is what I call dialing for dollars. They're calling you, telling you, oh, I'm calling you from whatever company it is, and we have the answer you've been looking for while you qualify for uh, $68,000 in an hour or so later, somebody will call you, oh, you qualify for $42,000. If you have bills you can't pay, this is what you're looking for. Let me tell you something. They're looking for something, all right, but they're not expecting what's coming. So if this is your heads up, saying, pay attention, because the devil is busy, and we know he's a thief. So don't you be caught sleeping. You pay attention. Amen? Amen. God. That's right. Fraud goes on every single day. There's plenty of fraud going on. And this is particularly a heightened time of the year. Amen? Yep, they're scamming everybody. It's the Federal Trade Commission. Thank you. I forgot their name. It's it's a scam. Every kind of way they can, they're scamming people. All right, Sister Tammy says also through through electronic transfer. If the bank didn't send the payment to the mortgage company, then it's possible you can be evicted for non-payment. So that's another thing. Thank you, Sister Tammy. You have to keep up with these people, and I mean literally right on their toenails. You have to keep up with these people. If you send a payment in and and you send it three-day mail on day three or day four, it needs to be on your account. You need to be able to go in and look at your account and see where the payment has been placed on there. You got to keep up with these people. It doesn't matter who the company is. You can't just lollygog around and say, okay, I'll get to that. No. You got to make sure it's there. And you got, if it's not there, you got to get on their case. You got to get on the phone 
and you got to talk to whoever you got to talk to, and you got to say what needs to be said. And this is what, well, what you need to do is, we'll send you this fax number. What you need to do is you need to Xerox your check or money order or whatever it was on the front and on the back, and then fax it to us, and we'll begin an investigation. And I'm like, I got news for you. See, I've been through one of them, and uh, this was just on something simple. You know, it wasn't even complicated. But these people are nasty, stinking dirty, and expect them to be that way. You need to bind them before you ever pick up the phone, dear. That's just the way they are. So I'm trying to keep you alert. Uh, Some of you don't come up uh, and read what's in the chat room, but I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's going on these days. They will steal anything they can steal. They have these little companies that all they do is go up to public records pulling down whatever information they think they can find about you. Whether it's accurate or not, they're going to put it up on the Internet that this is so-and-so's information, this is their address, this is their phone number, this is where they live, and blah, 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 blah. Well, truthfully speaking, that's nobody's business but yours, and really the police department. But, you know, we'll get around to an adjudication on those folks. Just pray for the Lord to get me there. We got so many things to deal with. Pray for him to get me there. We'll get it on done, because I know they do that in other countries, too. This isn't the only place they're in everybody's business, and they have no business being there. You know, they're extremely intrusive. That's that's how I put it. Extremely intrusive. Amen. And so what I I started doing a couple of years ago is every time I get one of those where it says this could be a scam, I block that phone number first, and then I go and delete the entry. Amen. I block the number first. First thing, block the number. Next thing, delete the entry. Amen. So you got to get on your toes. You can't let anything slide. You know, there was a time you say, okay, I'll give them a few more days to post it on my account. Nope. You got to be Johnny on the spot. You got to be Johnny on the spot. And you got to raise enough fuss that they can't pretend they didn't hear from you. So when they sent me this little um, email about how would you rate our company, I gave them a zero, and then I told them why. <laughs> so you know enough of those ratings, they'll change. They have to because it affects their ratings. It affects how things go with them. So you don't have to be sweet with that that evaluation. Just politely say Tell it like it, I ask it. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, a strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. 
We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, and open doors of access to the enemy. In Jesus' name, we pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. Amen? Every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the bush, in the deep, and in the heavenlies. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. Father, we place our finances under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for your protection of our finances. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, electronic digital technology demons, and their attacks, Leviathan spirits, and their attacks, all brainwashing Kundalini spirits, and their attacks, all water marine spirits, and their attacks, sex devils, and their attacks, unclean spirits, and their attacks, all passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, all smart dust and drone spirits, and all of their attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain injuries, brain changes, brain injuries, and all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind and overturn and empty. We bind all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components, and everything coming from a galaxy, coming from what we term as outer space, coming from off an orbit in the name of Jesus, sent against us as a weapon, everything coming from a planet, from a station that has been uh, positioned on a planet, coming through the satellite, coming through the cell towers, and coming through our electronic devices in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult. We bind all trolls in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind force feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crime. Pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. 
We bind all mystic rituals and their intents, and we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Arabian, all up and down the Mediterranean. Even to the Black Sea. All in Palestine, all in Israel. Every cult we bind in the name of Jesus and chain their wickedness with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. All indigenous groups, all tribal groups, Every group that comes under the umbrella of the Illuminati, including Wiccan, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. All mixtures, churches that are or religious groups that are mixing witchcraft, fake religion, false religion, and an attempt to stir and mix it with Christianity in Jesus' name. We curse it in Jesus' name. We cause for its termination in Jesus' name. There is no fellowship between Christ and Belial. All these cultural supposed churches that are practicing witchcraft and the occult and trying to mix it with Christianity. With all these cultic and worldly practices, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all global cabals in the name of Jesus Christ and all of their agendas and plans and orders and practices and routines and ideas and trends. We bind it in the name of Jesus, and we send it back. Just as the walls of Jericho fell flat, so shall the wall of what they have done fall flat upon them in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name and all their evil gods in the name of Jesus. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. 
We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all of the witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the buying of powers that happens after Halloween between uh, demonic and satanic entities in Jesus' name. We strip them of all of their powers, and we transfer it to Jesus Christ. Amen. We bind the formation of all bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We thank you, Lord. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, Infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back in Jesus' name. We bind the bondage of generations of fools in the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We bind all false flags in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack. Psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, clamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the apps in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, spells, and such in Jesus' name. Returning all tribal witchcraft, all witchcraft through men, shamans, and witch doctors returned in Jesus' name. All Chaldean witchcraft returned to senders in Jesus' name. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, Father, according to the power that worketh in us. All Spanish witchcraft returned to sender in Jesus' name. 
breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, and even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons, stripping them of their crowns and powers, and transferring their powers to Jesus Christ, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writing, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, divining practices, amulets, magic spells, potions, bowls, precious stones, incantations, and such. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, La La Land, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. We bind Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist, Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversion, the Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind uh, the king of pride, Rula Radiosurraki. We bind his crown his crowns in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all his underlings in Jesus' name, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in the name of Jesus. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception. Idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis. On, Osiris, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, and we chain them all with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, vow, pledge, pact, prayer, activities, and that of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, and the rituals of every secret society 
in the name of Jesus. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride, insanity, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others in Jesus' name. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father. You have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus, we disconnect ourselves from and we command and bind every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us in Jesus' name to leave us now. Amen. We bind up every demon coming through the computer lines and through the phone lines, and we return them and any curses in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Palestine, all of Israel, and peace around the world, Lord. We pray for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted, that were left behind in Afghanistan, or are January 6th Christians, and they're being left in solitary confinement. We want to thank you for that, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for that, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. In case you didn't know it, they're putting people that have really not done anything but gotten on their uh, Facebook or Twitter and said and told the truth, and they are putting these people into solitary confinement. Amen. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us, Lord. Thank you very much. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us, for releasing your angels ahead of us, Father, to take care of whatever the situation might be in our transportation. We take authority, dominion, and power over all objects, animals, or demons of the road, 
so that they do not cross our path and cause problems, however that may be. And we ask you, Lord, especially during this season, if we need to stay off the road or stay out of the air or stay off a train or stay off of a, um, what do you call it, uh, a yacht or those cruise ships, to tell us, Lord, no, I don't want you to do that. So we can we can stay out of harm's way, Father, in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for that. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to divert the plans, change the plans of those in MIC who are about to step or move into harm's way. We ask you, Father, for the divine blockade in Jesus' name that they cannot overcome. Satan, we bind you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for speaking to me, Lord. Father, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, uh, visions, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, we command them to stay away. We thank you for giant warrior angels protecting us and our property throughout the day and night. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for linking shields in the name of Jesus, you for the word of God. But we thank you most of all for your very presence, Father. We honor you and we praise your holy name. We thank you for the praising angels that come together Whenever we come up, Lord, praising your name, thank you, Lord, we thank you. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent to us from the demonic realm, and we send it all back now. We boomerang it back in the name of Jesus. We cut, burn, and destroy ungodly silver coins, ley lines, and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, tear down, destroy, blow through any dam. Thank you. Destroy completely all walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, satanists, globalists, nanotechnology, shamans, Witch doctors, divinators and liars in Jesus' name. We break and destroy the powers of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, ruka, fetish, all psychics and prayers, witchcraft, bewitchments, potions, jinxes, mind control, psychic powers and psychic warfare, pain, sickness, torment, destruction. Magic, sorcery, voodoo, witchcraft, death spirits, incense and candle burnings, incantations, ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, tribal rituals, and sins. We break their powers in the name of Jesus Christ. They have no authority over us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' holy name, thank you, Lord. We 
We return spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, bondage, fear, and hatred, all oppression and depression. We bind the mouths of the demons that are speaking to our family members in Jesus' name. We bind the mouths of the demons that are speaking to our family members in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Excuse me. Thank you, and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And we release over the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry all true forgiveness true forgiveness, and true repentance in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, tonight, we're going to have a nice little chat, and God's going to talk to us. Jeff, I hope you're feeling good. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, that looks better, Lord. Amen. So tonight our featured psalm is Psalm 56. That's Psalm 56. If you scroll up, it's already been posted in the chat room. Amen. Right behind, right along with all of our announcements that we do every Wednesday and every Friday in the chat room. Amen? And our verses for meditation come from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 24 through 32. Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 24 to 32. Now, our featured ebook is Spiritual Warfare versus Bondage. Spiritual warfare versus bondage. So you can scroll up because the link is already there right with the announcement. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about his father's will. His father's will. And whose father is that? The Lord Jesus, of course. Amen. His father's will. Praise God. His Father's will. So, let us begin. Jesus said, and you'll hear me repeat this again, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus said that. And at some point, we need to say it too. So, Father, I want to thank you for this message today. 
It's a very needy message. It's a message we all need to hear, and we all need to apply it to our lives. Amen. We all need to apply it to our lives. Pray that we all are determining to do God's will regardless. When we do this, it places us in right relationship with God. When we determine to do God's will regardless, it places us in right relationship with God. In Amos chapter 3, verse 3, it reads, Amos chapter 3, verse 3, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Well, no, they can't. They'll end up going down separate paths. So if you're walking with Jesus, you've got to come into agreement with him in places where you actually are not in agreement, even if you think you are. It also opens us up to receive further revelation from God. Jesus did this. He set his will to do God's will, and so should you. Amen, and so should you. He was open to hear God's will. Some of us are not so open because we've done we've grieved the Holy Spirit with our attitudes, our mouth, our lives, or whatever. Things we've not done that we should have done or however it went. And so we need to get that cleaned up with the Lord. Amen. We need to get that that right before God. Sometimes you just have to sit there and repent of everything you can possibly think of. And then ask the Lord to remind you of whatever else. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It really isn't. Amen? And not just that gloss over stuff. Oh, I repent all my sins. No, you did them. If you did ten things, then you repent of ten things. God God had to become sin for us. Jesus had to, he had to take our sins off. He deserves better than, oh, I repent all my sins. He deserves better. It was one thing when you first came to the Lord and you didn't know any better. But you've grown now, and you know better. So let's do better. When you know better, let's do better. Amen? Amen. I believe in doing better. You can. So in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 28, We're going to talk about this for a second or two. Jesus was open to hear God's will. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. Now, we can't say that yet because most of us are still forever running off doing our own self-willed thing. 
But we've been learning that that's not what's pleasing to God. And we need to work on that with the Lord. We need to work on that area. And Jesus said that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak things. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was open to hear the will of the Father. As Jesus studied and meditated on the scriptures, as he prayed and talked with God, the Father showed him what to say and do. One of the major reasons that saints are in a state of confusion and are struggling to know God's will is because they are looking for a shortcut, easier way. They refuse to be inconvenienced in any way. As you set your will and determine to do God's will, as you study the scriptures and recast the broadcast, as you commune with him and commit your ways continually to him, the Lord will teach you what to say and do. God will direct you step by step, just as he promises in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. He'll do the directing, you do the following. Amen. Praise God. Let's hop over to the book of Mark, to the gospel of Mark. We're going to the gospel of Mark. Amen. The Gospel of Mark. Amen. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 11. Sorry about that. Chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, close to Jerusalem, unto Bethphage, and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye be entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied, whereon never, never man sat. Loose him and bring him. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways meet, and they loose him. 
And certain of them that stood there said unto him, What do ye, loosing the colt? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. Amen. In the Gospel of Mark, we see Jesus and his disciples nearing Bethany. Bethany is located about two miles from Jerusalem on the eastern side of the Mount of Olives. These actions of Jesus and his disciples was a fulfillment of the prophecy by Zechariah concerning the promised Messiah. So we're going to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 for a moment. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It's not uh, too often about the correlation between uh, the prophecy of the Old Testament and the fulfillment in the New Testament, but this is one of those times that we're going to highlight. So in Zechariah, Zechariah, if you go all the way to Malachi and go back one book, you'll find Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, we find a prophecy given by Zechariah. And this prophecy was not fulfilled until uh, those scriptures in Mark came to pass during Jesus' tour of duty, as I call it sometimes, here on earth as a human being. So it reads thusly, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. So that was the prophecy in essence. And in the scriptures in Mark, that's where we see the fulfillment of that prophecy. So in the gospel of Mark, Jesus was on his way to do uh, to celebrate the Passover. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead into a nearby village to untie the colt and bring it to him. The disciples return with the colt. They throw their cloaks on its back, and Jesus proceeds into his triumphant ride into Jerusalem. His triumphant ride into Jerusalem. He enters the city of Jerusalem, as the humble servant of God, the Messiah, the Holy One sent by God to give his own life, to shed his own blood, and to bear the sins of the world. For the saints, we congratulate the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ is a triumphant veteran. Here in the United States, We celebrate Veterans Day on tomorrow, and we want to thank the Lord for all the brave men and women 
that have given their lives all over the world throughout time to defend and protect their countrymen. And we honor the veterans of the United States for doing so. We thank God for their bravery, for their strength, for their courage, for their commitment, and for their patriotism, even unto this day in Jesus' name. And we give him the praise. Amen. We release a blessing upon all veterans across the world, but in particular on tomorrow for the ones of the United States of America. Amen? Amen. I know that many of you are the descendants of veterans. I know I'm one. And we, although we sacrifice to allow them to do what they do on behalf of our country, whichever country we have to be in, we are honored. We are honored by their sacrifice and their commitment. Amen? Without it, we would not have freedom and liberty as we know it. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ, as I was saying, is a triumphant veteran. He was sent into the world by his father to defeat the enemy Satan and Satan's entire kingdom. Jesus emerged from that war as the victor. He endured a horrendous death, yet he arose from the grave. He is the first and the last. And in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, Revelation, you can find it, it's the very last book in the Bible. Chapter 1, verse 18, he said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. So Jesus has the keys. Satan doesn't have them anymore. He can't tell you when you're going to die. I don't care what the doctor says. The doctor's not in control. You've given your life to Jesus. It makes a difference. So, having done all this, we can say, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. So when we catch up with the master in Mark 14, he has sent his disciples to rent a room, to rent a room to eat the Passover. They There they celebrated together. So I'm picking up in Mark chapter 14, and I'll tell you when I get 
to verse 34. Mark chapter 14, and I'll let you know when I get to verse 34. Amen. So, then taking Peter, James, and John with him, he walks further into the garden. Now, here they have they've celebrated the Passover, and this is after-dinner activity. They're on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Amen? His hour has come. And even as they were walking toward the garden, he was being betrayed into the hands of scribes and Pharisees, the Sanhedrin. The time had come for him to take the sins of the world upon himself and to drink the cup of sorrow. Satan and all the powers and principalities of darkness surround him. They're moving in for the kill, so they think. They have come to mount one final massive assault on Jesus. Their objective is to stop Jesus from walking the road to Calvary. They don't want him to accomplish his goal. They want to tempt Jesus to rebel and to follow his own personal will. Amen. So Jesus' heart begins to be filled with sorrow because he knows he's human, too. you got to realize this. And he knows what's coming ahead for him. He knows what the next few hours and few days are going to bring. So... His natural man is in turmoil. So he tells Peter and John in Mark chapter 14, verse 34, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. I'm sorrowful to the point of death. Tarry ye here and watch. Carry, you hang out here and you watch. All right? And then, after walking a few steps away, Jesus falls to the ground and cries out. What we hear him saying in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus is sorrowful unto death. He's moving toward agony. Yet he says, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, this cup of sorrows that he must partake of, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's very important, saints. All of us have got to come to the point that we forsake our own will 
in order to perform the Father's will. So we see him there as he agonizes in the garden and as he weeps before God. He's struggling with the forces of hell, so much so that the sweat pours from his face as great drops of blood. Jesus faces this great conflict knowing what the will of God is. He knows God has planned that he would suffer and die, that his life would be poured out as a sacrifice, and that he would bear the sins of the world. So we see this in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This was another one of these prophecies talking about what Jesus would do. All right? Praise the Lord. He knew, Jesus knew, that through his sufferings and death, many sons would be born into the kingdom of God. Many sons would be born into the kingdom of God. Because it says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. You see, most of us try to spend our time avoiding every order, rank, and type of suffering. But perfecting has suffering involved. Perfecting has suffering and trial involved in it. You can't separate it out. If you're ever going to mature in Christ, if you're ever going to be perfected in the gifts of the, in the fruit of the Spirit, suffering's going to be a part of it. It's part of the mix. And it can't be sifted out, or else you remain immature and ineffective. Amen? Amen. Jesus knows it is God's will that he be delivered into the hands of the enemy, that he would be seized, beaten, and crucified. Jesus knew 
It was the Father's will that on the third day he will be resurrected with power from on high, that he will destroy the works of Satan, and that he would return to his Father with victory. Earlier during the week, Jesus had a little chat with his disciples. Jesus had a little chat, and he told his disciples this concerning his death. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. It was for this very reason of going through this suffering, this agony, this painful crushing that Jesus came to this hour. It was why he was born of a virgin. It's why he came. This is the culmination of all of his years on the earth and its impact on all mankind. This is important, and the enemy knows it's important, and the enemy shows up to attempt to crush Jesus before he completes his Father's will. I want you to know the devil's nasty. He's dirty and nasty. Jesus knows that he has come to die. That very evening, gathered together with his disciples for one final meeting, he had given them instructions regarding his return to the Father. So, here we are. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane with the disciples. He's trying to prepare them as much as he was able for what was to come. But as you know, they acted like all humans. They were in a sort of a state of shock and amazement at what he said and not quite fully grasping what he was imparting to them. But they were there. They were there. So, in this Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus faced one final decisive moment when he must totally empty himself and give his full and complete surrender to God's will. You say, really, Pastor? Yes. This was the path to our salvation. This was the pathway. The pathway to our salvation, our freedom, our inheritance came at the expense of Jesus' suffering. And in this life, we are going to experience some suffering, part of it. It's part of our victory, too. Amen? So in the heat of battle, while the enemy is plummeting Jesus, his human nature cries out, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Although he is the son of God, he faces these sufferings and this temptation in the form of human flesh. 
The Bible says, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared, he reverenced God, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And saints, this is something you cannot shortcut. You cannot go around it. There is no trail going around this. We will all learn obedience by the things which we suffer. It's part of it. It's part of the disciplining of a saint. It may not be so welcome in our thoughts, but it will make us what God wants us to be. Amen? Amen. It will make us what God wants us to be. And it will bring out qualities in us that are dormant now. And these qualities are God qualities. It will bring out force to the surface qualities in us that are dormant now, and these are God qualities. Not only will the bad stuff float up, but the good stuff will become apparent. You know, when you're, when you're stewing some meat sometimes, foam that comes to the top, you skim it off. That's the bad stuff. But the broth with the meat is left in the pot. That's the good stuff. But if nobody turns the heat up high enough, you don't get that you don't get what you're looking for. That's right. Somebody's gotta turn up the fire. Amen. At least you don't necessarily have to hang on a cross naked like Jesus did, bleeding to death. But you will go through something. You will go through something. Amen? Amen. You will go through something. Jesus knows that he's come to die, that he has come to die, not to keep living as a human being on earth, but to die, to die. I want that to sink in. Amen. We need to learn to, you know, quite often sometimes we have the wrong point of view. Sometimes when saints leave, we're, we want to grieve. When the saint was actually glad to go. They can't tell you that because you're busy falling apart at the seams. But the saint was relieved to get out of this corrupted body and to go be with the Lord. So what I try to tell saints is when they come to this situation with their loved one, to love them into the hands and arms of the Lord. Release them to God with joy and with love. Give them a good send-off. They're Christians. They have fought the fight. 
They've overcome. They're ready to go get their reward. They're ready to go be with the Lord. Love them into God's arms. Tears and all. Amen? Give them a good send-off. Don't let their last thoughts of you be you falling apart because you just can't take it. No. Through your tears, smile, tell them you love them, you'll miss them, but you'll see them on the other side. That's how you do that. Amen? Do we understand, saints? Do we understand? Amen? That's how you do that. That's how you do that. There's a right way to do it. Time for them to go, and they are ready to go. Don't keep holding on to them. Release them to the Lord. Amen? So the disciples didn't have that mind, though, that time. So when Jesus came to earth, he came in obedience to God's will. He emptied himself. You know, I keep telling you to step right over yourself and keep following Jesus, okay? Well, he emptied himself. He voluntarily and unselfishly laid aside his divine attributes in order to come to earth. He could not get in Mary's womb with all the divine attributes. He would have blown her to bits. That's too much power. So he divested himself, divine attributes, and came as a human being. He did not cease being God, but he emptied himself of his glory. It says this. Let this mind be in you, which also, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus took upon himself the form of human flesh. In all points, he was like unto his brethren. It says, wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Amen? It also says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So, He was tempted in all points, just like we are, but he remained as a man. Jesus possessed a will, just like you and I have. Throughout his entire life, he continually had yielded and submitted his will in obedience to the will of God. 
That's right. Throughout his entire journey here, he has continually yielded and submitted his will in obedience to the will of God. At the beginning of his ministry, uh, at the baptism in the Jordan, he had surrendered himself to do God's will. His entire life was centered on that one objective, doing the will of God, not just thinking about it, doing it. On the road to Jerusalem, he had set his face like a flint to do God's will. Yet here in Gethsemane, there is this intense struggle going on inside of Jesus. On one hand, he knows his purpose for coming to earth is to suffer and die and to become sin for us and to taste death for every man to take that awesome weight of the sins of the entire world upon himself. There's no way for us in the natural to understand that. That is something that has to be revealed to us by the Spirit of God. This is spiritually understood and received. Yet on the other hand, knowing that they would soon seize him and that he would be scourged and tied to a post and beaten with leather straps, which had pieces of lead and sharp bones and all kinds of metals until his back was cut open in every direction. Knowing they would beat him on his head and pluck out his beard until his face would be marred more than any other man, knowing that he was totally sinless, yet he would carry every contemptible sin in the world, all the hatred, all the envy, all the lying, all the rape, all the murder, all the sexual perversion, lust, greed, whatever else there is, and that he would face the wrath of God and alienation, something that he had never known, alienation from God in the judgment of these sins. He took the wrath of God for us. We deserve that punishment. Every time we tell a lie, we contributed to what he went through. Every time we sin, even in thought, we contributed to what he went through. And that's something we ought to take more serious, saints. That's something that we ought to take more serious. We put Jesus on that cross with our sin. That's right. We are directly responsible to the degree that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God for Jesus having to go through what he went through. Amen. And that's the truth. Amen. Knowing all of this, the human element within Jesus cried out to be spared from drinking this cup of sorrows. That's the the humanity in us. But even his petition to his father to be saved from this hour is based upon the will of God. 
Father, if you are willing, if you are willing, his will is set not to oppose the will of God, even in the face of death. Well, saints, we got a lot of growing to do. We've got a lot of growing to do because his will is set not to oppose the will of God. We have a lot of growing to do. Three times he cries out to be spared, and three times he surrenders his will. The third time in his struggle, Jesus overcomes Satan and the powers of darkness. Praise the Lord. He reaches one final decisive moment when fully aware of the pain and suffering ahead, he makes a final and lasting commitment. Not my will, but yours be done. It's a lot of courage. It takes a lot of faith. And it takes even more love. He totally empties himself of his own will. He relinquishes all claims to his life and submits himself to obey God's will, regardless. Amen? During this intense agony and spiritual struggle in Gethsemane, Jesus was, has not, God has not left Jesus alone. His eyes are upon him. And because of Jesus' willingness to empty himself and make this final surrender and submission to his will, God hears his cries and sends an angel to strengthen him for this final hour. It's important. So the scripture says, and there appeared an angel unto him unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Luke twenty two forty three. So Jesus gets up, and now he's ready. Now he's ready. There's no turning back. He's all in. He has positioned himself to win the greatest victory the world's ever known. He knows the will of God. He's emptied himself of his own will. And he's fully committed to obey, even unto death. Even as Judas returns with the Pharisees and the priests and the Roman soldiers, Jesus does not run away. He faces them. He's not afraid. He doesn't struggle. He doesn't give excuses. None of that human stuff. Even though Peter pulled out his sword and cut off uh, uh, Malchus, the high priest's servant's ear, Jesus tells Peter, put your sword away. Put the sword away. Amen? Put the sword away. He tells him, put the sword away. Put up that sword into the sheath. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? Jesus has no rebellion. 
He does not turn aside. Instead, he begins his road walking to Calvary. And he knows that's where he's going. But saints, we have a road to walk too. It's important for us to understand the significance of this intense battle and victory that Jesus won in the Garden of Gethsemane. The root of all sin is rebellion. Yes, the root of all sin is rebellion. The assertion of self-will. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's what you heard from those women. They don't want some old white man telling them what to do. No, they want to do what they want to do. They want to continue to walk in fornication and whoredom and adultery and not accepting responsibility for their own sexual activity. It was this very thing, rebellion, the assertion of self-will above God's will that caused Lucifer to become Satan. In the Garden of Eden, it was rebellion. Adam and Eve's self-will against God's will. Amen? That's what happened. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All have sinned. So, in that one decisive moment when Jesus emptied himself of his own self-will and surrendered fully to obey God's will, a great victory was won, not just in Jesus, but for us. That's right. Was defeated right then and there. And the power of sin and death was broken. And man was finally delivered from the pressing dominion of self-will. And he was set free to do God's will. So, in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, Romans chapter 5, verse 19, we find the following scripture. Romans chapter 5. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. It just as it was necessary for Jesus to empty himself and to surrender his will before he could fulfill God's will, we must also empty ourselves, surrender our will, and make a commitment to walk in obedience to God's will before we can win the final victory over Satan. There's no shortcuts to this thing. Amen? 
There's no shortcut to this. It is written, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. I know a lot of people want to get around this, but there's no way around it. There is no way you can have Christ in you, the hope of glory, and walk in the spirit without a total commitment to obedience and submission to the will of God. There's no way around it. It was not easy for Jesus. It cost him everything. It will not be easy for us either. In the form of human flesh, it was required of him to bring his human will into full and complete submission and obedience to the will of God, even unto death. Now, I want you to know, there are Christians who still think that Christianity is coming to a church or some other meeting and saying a simple little prayer, and that's Christianity. They think that they don't have to completely, totally forsake themselves and their self-will. And after that, living only to do God's will. They don't want to do that. No, that's too, that's too hard. They don't want to do it. It's just too hard. The Bible says, In Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. That's what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Amen. So I'm going to give you another scripture. So write this scripture down. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35. And when he had called the people unto him, With his disciples also, he said unto them, Jesus speaking here, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake in the gospel the same shall save it. It's important to follow Jesus. So, do we understand what this really means? It means we must be willing to ignore, disown, and lose sight of ourselves, 
and our own interests and abandon ourselves to do the will of God. Pastor, that's scary. So is hell. I don't want to end up there. Do you? We must rid ourselves of all thoughts, all desires, all activities that hinder us from doing God's will. We must be willing to say to God on a consistent and daily basis, not my will, but yours be done. Just as Jesus emptied himself of his divine abilities, his ability to be all-knowing, to be everywhere present, to be all-powerful, Jesus emptied himself of his own will. So we must empty ourselves of our desires, of our own selfish plans, of our own self-will. We must empty ourselves of our reliance on our own strength. Let me say it again, of our reliance on our own strength and our own ability. We must empty ourselves of our desire for recognition and praise. Amen? Amen. I think there's a lot to swallow, so we're going to stop there. Because you're going to have to talk to Jesus about this. You can't just pretend he didn't he didn't talk about this tonight. Amen? Amen. So we have to learn. We have to learn. We have to grow. We have to change. We have to become like Jesus. There's no getting around it. There's no pretending Jesus didn't call us to this. It's printed in the Bible. It's right there on your pages. Just like it talks to me, it will talk to you as well. Amen? Jesus is serious about this. And he expects us to do his will. Amen? He expects us to do his will. It's not a maybe, it's a definite. Amen? It's not a maybe. It's a, this is what we are all expected to do. Well, that's just for preachers. Uh, don't tell yourself that lie. Tell yourself the truth. It's for every saint. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's for every saint. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. It's uncomfortable at first to accept that. But uncomfortable Jesus was more than uncomfortable. You know, there's this song that Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. We can't just, well, I'm just going to do what all those other people that say they're Christians are doing. Well, they may not end up in heaven, and if you do what they do, you might not end up there either. I'm not going through all of this to miss the mark. Amen? Amen. So, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is here.
for us to understand what he wants and what we ought to be about. So we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning New Jersey is being sued for maintaining a blood sample database of babies without parental consent. That's correct. The state allegedly has no limit on how it uses the blood. Sucking blood from babies now. Shortly after birth, every baby born in New Jersey is screened for diseases, which involves taking blood from the newborn. The problem, however, is with what New Jersey doesn't tell parents. The November 2nd class action lawsuit states, after the newborn screening is completed, some blood remains unused. The New New Jersey keeps that blood from every baby born in the three years all without parents' knowledge or consent, and it gets even worse. Not only does New Jersey secretly hold on to the blood for decades, it can use the blood however it wants. There is simply no limit to what New Jersey can do with the blood. The lawsuit was filed by three parents. Two of the plaintiffs are Erica and Jeremiah Jedinak a married couple with a son. At birth, the state took blood from their son. The lawsuit claims that New Jersey still has the blood and never asked them, the parents, whether it could keep their child's unused blood after the testing was completed. Miss Erica was horrified and disgusted when she learned that New Jersey was keeping her son's blood in a state facility for what she describes as a creepy database. The third uh, plaintiff, Reverend Hannah Lavaggio, was appalled at learning that blood samples from her two young boys were being kept by New Jersey. Now Hannah worries about how New Jersey may be abusing its possession of her children's blood. The lawsuit alleges that New Jersey does not simply keep the unused blood, but has been caught giving baby blood to third parties. It cited a case that revealed that the state gave samples from its newborn blood stockpile to law enforcement officers on multiple occasions. In these instances, The officers did not have a warrant to take the blood. On information and belief, New Jersey also gives or sells blood from its baby blood stockpile to other third parties. This could include, but is not limited to, researchers, companies, or other government agencies. The lawsuit points out that the Fourth Amendment guarantees an individual the right to be secure against unreasonable searches and seizures. As such, a search or seizure without a warrant or content would be deemed unconstitutional. The retention of blood from newborns during the disease screening program without a warrant or informed consent would thus violate the Fourth Amendment of the plaintiffs. 
Furthermore, parents have a fundamental due process right to raise their children without undue state interference. A parent's right over their children includes the right to make medical decisions on the kid's behalf, the lawsuit argues. New Jersey strips away these rights from parents without a compelling reason to do so. You see, there's money in it somewhere. As such, New Jersey's retention of the blood violates plaintiff parents' fundamental rights under the 14th Amendment Due Process Clause. The lawsuit asks the court to declare New Jersey's practice of retaining the blood of newborns as unconstitutional and to prohibit this from doing so unless it obtains informed consent from parents. All 50 U.S. states and the District of Columbia require blood screening from newborns. What makes New Jersey's program so uniquely disturbing is the complete lack of safeguards for future abuse and the lack of consent which leave the program ripe for abuse, said Christy Herber, an attorney at the Libertarian Law Firm Institute of Justice. According to a November 2nd press release, uh, the Institute of Justice helped the three parents file the lawsuit. It's not right that the state can enter an incredibly intimate moment, the tender days of childbirth, and take something from our children which is then held on to for 23 years, said Ms. Hammond. New Jersey isn't the first state to be legally challenged over the unconstitutional retention of baby blood. Multiple other states have been previously, have previously been successfully sued. A 2009 lawsuit in Texas forced the state to destroy 5.3 million blood samples collected from babies. According to the Texas Health and Human Services, the state now maintains the blood samples of newborns only for up to two years unless permitted by a parent or guardian. If the parent gives their okay on the parent decision form for storage and use of newborn screening blood spots, the residual blood spots may be stored safely for up to 25 years per HHS, Health and Human Services, no matter the parent's choice, no information that can identify them or their child can be released outside the Department of the Department of State Health Services without additional written consent. In 2014, the state of Minnesota agreed to destroy blood samples taken from 1.1 million newborn infants as a part of a settlement in a lawsuit filed by 21 families. Last year, Michigan's health department agreed to destroy over 3 million blood samples stored in Lansing. The lawsuit in the matter is still ongoing. All three states so shared the blood samples with third parties. Texas was accused of giving samples to the federal government to build a secret DNA database that was supposed to be used while investigating crime. Minnesota handed over blood samples to medical researchers who used them in several studies. Meanwhile, Michigan sold them to companies for research purposes. 
Well, what this doesn't tell us is who sold or gave blood samples to Satanists, witches, warlocks, wizards, and such. It doesn't tell us that. Sorry, church. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication concerning such in Jesus' name. Amen? It doesn't tell us about that. So, we shall continue. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody has responded to a call for the prosecution of Dr. Dr. Anthony Fossey and other architects of the U.S. response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Ms. Moody's office received documents from the Virus Law Group, whose lawyers outlined why they think that Dr. Fossey and other current and former officials should be charged, according to emails. This is to acknowledge the Florida Attorney General's receipt of your concerns. An official with Ms. Moody's office told Rachel Rodriguez, who founded the law group in one of the messages. The official referenced how the Florida Supreme Court in late 2022 approved a request form, a request from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers and others involved in providing the vaccines to Florida residents. The official said an appointee of Ms. Moody was serving as the grand jury's legal advisor, but because of the confidential nature of the grand jury, the office was not at liberty to comment on these matters. In another missive, the official said Ms. Moody's duties are prescribed by law without providing further details. A spokeswoman for Ms. Moody didn't return inquiries. We trust that we will be able to discuss with our top state law enforcement officials these extremely important and pressing concerns of the people of Florida and seek justice on behalf of the families of tens of thousands of murdered Floridians due to the criminal acts of the federal officials and the Florida State Hospital Administrators we have identified in our brief requesting investigation, Ms. Rodriguez said. Lawyers for the law group are still working to meet with Ms. Moody and Nicholas Cox, who heads the Florida Attorney General's Office of Statewide Prosecution after being appointed by the Attorney General to discuss the evidence presented and assist them in any way they may need pertaining to this critical investigation, according to Ms. Rodriguez. In documents sent to Ms. Moody, Ms. Rodriguez and another lawyer said Dr. Fauci and others have committed criminal offenses against the tens of thousands of Floridians. Dr. Fauci, who headed the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, until late 2022, knew that COVID-19 was created through a type of research that enhances or adds a function, but lied when asked about it, document states. The lawyers pointed to how Dr. Fossey, in an email dated February 1st, 2022, said experts on call 
on a call in which he participated, suspected that a mutation in the virus was intentionally inserted. In fact, I've already explained that to you, so you know how it happens. CRISPR. The suspicion was heightened by the fact that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infections and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. Dr. Fossey wrote to a group that included Dr. Francis Collins, who at the time was the director of the National Institutes of Health. However, Dr. Fossey said in testimony before the United States didn't fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan laboratory, which a number of experts said was incorrect. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky had previously called for Dr. Falsey's prosecution. Dr. Falsey also knew that people would have substantial immunity after recovering from COVID-19, but then made contrary statements publicly to encourage Floridians to get vaccinated for COVID because he declared natural immunity was not attainable or sufficient the lawyers told Ms. Moody, pointing to an email that he sent in early 2020 and public statements that he made later. The lawyers also noted that Dr. Fauci touted a drug, touted a drug called remdesivir as a COVID-19 treatment based on trial results that showed people who received the drug recovered faster with no statistically significant effect on mortality. Dr. Fossey later said that it was an imperfect drug and that he publicized the trial results because he thought that they would be leaked. Remsdensevere was established as a standard treatment nationwide after Dr. Fossey's promotion. Some studies have linked it with kidney issues, and the lawyers provided evidence to Ms. Moody of patients who died after receiving it. Dr. Fossey and other officials promoted a drug they knew caused more harm than good for patients, purposefully misrepresented the data and showing its harmful effects, preventing any possibility of informed consent, and then forced that drug upon the citizens of Florida to the exclusion of other effective beneficial licensed drugs, the document states. The lawyers are also calling for the prosecution of Dr. Clifford Lane. Dr. Fossey's top deputy, Dr. Collins, Dr. Deborah Burks, who helped lead the White House response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, former director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Dr. Stephen Hahn, former commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The lawyers asked for charges including aggravated manslaughter of the elderly, disabled, and children. Additional documents referenced as supporting prosecution, including how the CDC and FDA hid data that showed that people who received COVID-19 vaccines were still being infected and emails discussing when were being used to treat COVID-19, but were dismissed publicly by Dr. Fauci and others. Dr. Fauci, Lane, and Collins didn't respond to requests for comment. So we request adjudications for the righteous judge concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning 
John Strand, who received a 32-month federal prison sentence for serving as the security detail for the founder of Americans Frontline Doctors at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, is being held in long-term solitary confinement for doing a media interview, Dr. Simone Gold said. Mr. Strand, 40, of Naples, Florida, testified on June 13th at a U.S. House field hearing on January 26th issues shortly after being sentenced for convictions on five criminal counts including felony obstruction of an official proceeding and four misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. He has appealed the convictions to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. He was in two weeks and let out for five or six days, and then today will be nine more weeks, Dr. Gold said in a November 9th interview. That would have been yesterday. It's unbelievable. Absolute torture. Strand apparently violated prison rules for doing a broadcast interview with Real America's Voice host Grant Stinchfield. Dr. Gold said Mr. Strand did not realize he needed permission before speaking with the media from behind bars. They also are not giving him his mail. They are not allowing legal counsel visits. That's against the law, Saint. Dr. Gold said, this is just what they do. Another January 6th inmate, InfoWars host, Jonathan Owen Schroer, is also in solitary confinement after his recent activity on social media. Dr. Gold, an emergency medicine specialist from Los Angeles who founded Americans Frontline Doctors during COVID-19 pandemic, was sentenced in June 2022 to 60 days in jail under a plea deal on a January 6th count of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, a misdemeanor. She and Mr. Strand were indicted together in February 2021. She was the U.S. She was at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th to speak at a permit-approved event on medical freedom and COVID-19. Her case was unusual because, according to Dr. Gold, U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper had asked her on a date when they were students at Stanford Law School in the early 1900s. She turned him down. Thing she said influenced the judge's sentencing decision in her case. That's wrong. Judge Cooper denied Dr. Gold's assertion, but I think different, and also denied motions from her and Mr. Strand demanding he recuse himself from their cases. Representative Matt Getz of Florida questioned U.S. Bureau of Prisons Director Colette Peters about Mr. Strand and Mr. Scheuer doing a November 7th hearing before the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance. Does the Bureau of Prisons retaliate against people for constitutionally protected speech? Mr. Getz asked Ms. Peters. I have been very clear that retaliation will not be stood for on my watch, Ms. Peters replied. I'm confident that message has been delivered, and if anyone has engaged in retaliation, 
we will hold them accountable. Mr. Strand surrendered to prison authorities on July 25th and was assigned to serve his sentence at the 966 inmate Federal Correction Institution, Miami. In a message posted on November 7th to his social media account on X, Mr. Strand said he has been a victim of abusive retaliation. Interview while incarcerated to explain the inhumane conditions of J6 prisoners like myself. And the U.S. Bureau of Prisons retaliated by putting me in solitary confinement. Mr. Strand was quoted as saying, Social media use is also believed to be the reason that InfoWars host um, of Austin, Texas, was put into solitary confinement twice at the Federal Correction Institution Oakdale in Louisiana. Mr. Schroyer is serving a 60-day sentence under a plea agreement on one misdemeanor charge of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. The Strand and Schroyer cases have again thrown the spotlight on the alleged use of solitary confinement to further target J6 pretrial detainees and those serving sentences. According to U.S. Bureau of Prisons data, 10,842 of the 144,084 inmates in the Bureau of Prisons custody are kept in special housing units, which can be protected for misconduct, criminal behavior, or if they are transferring in and out of the prison. 31 inmates have been held in protective custody for more than 30 days. Defense attorney Joseph D. McBride, who has represented more than a dozen January 6th defendants, condemned the use of solitary confinement. Solitary confinement is an inherently evil practice that should be banned absent a limited use of circumstances, he said. It is being used to degrade, abuse, torture, and psychologically break January 6 prisoners. Mr. McBride accused the Biden administration of actively encouraging the abuse of January 6 defendants to send a message that political dissent won't be tolerated. Sounds real communist to me. Affluent Republicans who are in a position to help, Mr. McBride said, do not care at all about the suffering of these men. In August 2021, Mr. McBride issued a report that documented abuses against January 6th pretrial detainees held at the District of Columbia Jail. January Sixers are routinely denied the right to confer with their counsel, as well as obtain and maintain their legal paperwork, I wrote in the report. This against the law, y'all, which was addressed to Amnesty International and the American Civil Liberties Union. They are also being beaten, sleep-deprived, denied medical care, regular shower excess, haircuts, shaved, and held in solitary confinement for long periods of time. Mr. McBride wrote, this is unprecedented, unconstitutional, un-American, offensive to all standards of common decency, illegal and wrong. Four months after Mr. McBride issued his document, U.S. 
Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene issued a report, unusually cruel, based largely on a site visit to the D.C. jail complex. Ms. Green and Representative Louis Gomart of Texas were given a more than three-hour tour of the facility on November 4, 2021. This was after Ms. Green, Mr. Getz, and Mr. Gomart and Representative Paul Garster were twice denied access to the buildings to visit January 6 detainees. The walls of the room had to reside the walls of the room had residue, sorry about that, of human feces, bodily fluids, blood, dirt, and mold, the report said. The community showers were recently scrubbed of black mold, some of which remained. The interior walls of the common area were also freshly painted to cover up, cover up, the report said. According to the inmates, the U.S. Marshals had recently visited the area just days before, which caused a flurry of activity by guards to clean up the January 6th area while the U.S. Marshals were inspecting another area. Mr. Getz says he plans to take up Ms. Peters' offer to arrange site visits at FCI Miami and FCI Oakdale. I would like to go with you, Ms. Green, was posted on X. There are many reports coming out about human rights abuses against J6 defendants. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication concerning that. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning two high-level regulatory officials with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration involved in vaccine oversight accepted jobs at Moderna just months after signing off on the licensure of the company's COVID-19 vaccine, according to a British medical journal investigation. The report by Peter Dalshi associate professor at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy and senior editor at the British Medical Journal, reveals a long-standing revolving door between the FDA and pharmaceutical companies whose products it regulates and raises questions about impartiality and independence of top FDA regulators. Dr. Dorian Fink, F-I-N-K is a physician scientist experienced in regulation and clinical development licensure of vaccines and related biological products and was deeply involved with vaccine regulation at the FDA for more than 12 years, according to his LinkedIn profile. According to the BMJ report, Dr. Fink started his FDA career as a clinical reviewer in 2010 and worked his way up to Deputy Director of the Division of Vaccines and Related Product Applications within the FDA's Office of Vaccines Research and Review, where he, had, where he led a team of medical officers focused on infectious diseases and related biological projects. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Dr. Fink was a prominent voice on COVID-19 vaccines and which population groups should receive them. He spoke on behalf of the FDA at numerous meetings 
held by the agency's vaccine advisors who met to discuss whether to a COVID-19 vaccine, change their composition, or authorize boosters. Dr. Fink also presented at meetings held by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, which is a group of health experts that develop recommendations on how to use vaccines. As the FDA's principal FDA ex-officio representative, according to the British Medical Journal report and Dr. Fink's profile, Fink also served on the senior leadership team for COVID-19 vaccine review and policy activities in response to the COVID-19 public health emergency. As part of his role, he advised vaccine manufacturers on vaccine development throughout the pandemic and coordinated expedited review of regulatory submissions, uh-huh. advised U.S. government stakeholders outside the FDA on COVID-19 vaccine science and development, and contributed to FDA guidance on the development, licensure, and emergency use authorization, emergency use authorization COVID-19 vaccine. Most notably, Dr. Fink engaged in a senior-level review of the FDA's decision memoranda for emergency use authorization and licensure of COVID-19 vaccines, including Moderna. According to Fink's profile, he left the FDA in December 2022 and started a job at Moderna as the head of Translational Medicine and Early Clinical Development Infectious Diseases in February of 2023. Dr. Jaya Goswami has a similar history. Dr. Goswami began working as a medical officer at the FDA Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research in March 2020 and had broad oversight over vaccines and biologics clinical development. According to the report, Goswami was responsible for the de- determining whether Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine clinical data may, met regulatory standards for approval. Moderna's Spike Vax received FDA approval in January 2022. Goswami's LinkedIn Profile said she left the FDA in June 2022 and began working for Moderna that same month as their director of clinical development in infectious diseases. At Moderna, Goswami has been involved with the company's investigational mRNA vaccine development virus. MRNA-1345. The company announced in a press release on July 5 that it had submitted marketing authorization applications with the European Union, Switzerland, and Australia, as well as a rolling submission of a biologics license application to the FDA, which will be reviewed by the department within the FDA that employed Dr. Spink and Goswami. According to Moderna, the company made 
$18.5 billion. Yes, that's right, $18.5 billion in 2021 from sales of its COVID-19 vaccine. More than $19 billion in 2022. And projected sales of its COVID-19 vaccine will reach at least $6 billion in 2023. Dr. Dashi, writing for the British Medical Journal, warns that this is another sign of the revolving door between pharmaceutical companies and the regulators entrusted with regulating their products. Both FDA employees worked in vaccine regulation during the COVID-19 pandemic and joined Moderna, whose only product was its COVID-19 vaccine. The revolving door is particularly abusive in agencies that have a huge flood of money going in. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem with the FDA, Craig Holman, a government affairs lobbyist for public citizens, told the magazine. Holman was referring to the federal funding Moderna received as part of Operation Warp Speed that helped expedite the authorization of COVID-19 vaccines. Holman suggests a cooling-off period of at least two years to break down close relationships and networks that could present an ethical problem for employees who leave regulatory agencies for the companies who products they regulate. The reoccurring issue of the revolving door culture between industry and regulators has long been a concern and raises questions about regulatory impartiality. Kim Witzak, a global pharmaceutical drug safety advocate and member of the FDA's Psychopharmologic Drugs Advisory Committee, said, a, trend, a troubling trend is the intentional career move of making a stop at a regulatory agency with the real payoff occurring when they transition to drug company roles. While this might benefit the pharmaceutical industry, it poses risks to public health. The worry arises about potential bias in regulating practices, including being lenient in criticism or overlooking safety concerns, she said. She said the absence of strong measures has left the FDA vulnerable to much corruption, and implementing safeguards such as mandatory cooling-off periods is important for maintaining, maintaining regulatory integrity. FDA press office Jeremy Kahn told the magazine the agency has more enhanced ethic restrictions than most other federal agencies. Well, that explains a lot of mess and takes seriously its obligation to help ensure that decisions made and actions taken by the agency and its employees are not nor appear to be tainted by any question of conflict of interest. Khan also said the FDA provides robust information and resources to employees regarding the steps that must be taken to fulfill these ethics obligations. However, the BMJ found the FDA doesn't keep records of where employees go when they leave the agency and doesn't require employees obtain approval or clearance before taking an industry job. When the British Medical Journal asked the FDA whether the health regulators 
sought direction from the FDA's Office of Ethics and Integrity before accepting positions with Moderna and whether they recused themselves from any FDA matters related to their employment search, the FDA told the BMJ to file a Freedom of Information Act request. That was real nice. Moderna's Vice President of Communications and Media, Chris Ridley, said the company had no comment. I'm sure it doesn't. When asked about Mr. Dashi, this is not the first time issues have been raised with the FDA's revolving door, a concept defined in a October 2005 paper about the revolving door working group as the movement of individuals back and forth between private sector and public sector. So I think you understand where this is going. And when we post it, you can finish reading the next few uh, paragraphs. So that's the basic issue. As you know, the dollar has a lot to do with everything or whatever currency is being used. So, Brother Marshall, it's time to go before the Lord. It's time to request his intervention. And, Father, we thank you that we can come before your throne of grace in time of need. He said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. For each one of these different items that Pastor Sabrina has taken the time to research and read to us, and the remaining contents on this last one, Father God, concerning what's being born, being done concerning the blood being retained on the newborn babies, what the Attorney General in Florida is doing concerning Dr. Anthony Fauci's questionable gain of research, involvement with the COVID-19 business and the connections with funding the research done in Wuhan, concerning the solitary confinement of Mr. Schroyer, Mr. Strand, and others, and terrible uh, uh, abuses of those from January 6th has been going on, and the cover-up, the apparent cover-up of, of the um, conditions. They were delayed. The, the people, Ms. Green and others, wanted to see what the conditions were. They were not permitted to see them initially until they could quick go in there and get some paint out and scrub the bathroom a little. So, Father God, thank <laughs> you, Lord God. And also what's going on with the FDA. And that's just one of the government agencies. Father God, we ask for your divine help, Father God. We know our battle is not against flesh and blood. You told us we're commanded to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus and love every human being. And you know, just the way Jesus loves every human being, because he is your manifest presence of the divine nature in human flesh. And God is love. He loves every human being. Jesus, that's why you hung on that tree for the joy set before you hung on that cross. You took our cup of cursing. You didn't need to hang there at all by what you did. You only slightly, well, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I know Owen Schroer from InfoWars isn't perfect, and, and maybe Mr. Strand isn't perfect, and all these different people. But Father God, Dr. Simone Gold, as a medical doctor and a lawyer, she doesn't quite understand, perhaps, the adjudications that come from the third heaven, Father God, from your position. So thank you for raising us up together with Father, with the Lord Jesus, Father. Because when you raise Christ Jesus from the dead, you conquer death, hell, and the grave. Even as Pastor Sabrina read earlier from 
uh, Revelation 1, around verse 17 and 18. Jesus totally defeated death, hell, and destruction. He totally defeated Satan and his whole plan. Satan doesn't like it. That's why he's working so hard to do all these things because he knows the Lord's returning the air. So what are they doing? They're trying to control the air. He, he, he knows he's supposed to come back to, to Israel. So he wants to cause a lot of strife and contention over in Israel. Father God, he, he wants to cause all kinds of problems, which is why the Lord said to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Not necessarily the peace of what we consider Israel. Some people think it expands to Israel, but that's just a political group. It isn't necessarily. There are a few people in in Israel that are that are genuine believers in the one true Creator God, based on the Torah, but most of them are not. Most of them are secular. Their rates of abortion are per capita at least as high as the United States. So they're not doing what pleases you, Lord any more than the people in the United States. So, Father, first and foremost, we repent, renounce all of our sins, including procrastination and selfishness and ungodly fear, because you're not giving us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. Thank you for not leaving us as orphans, Father. And we thank you for raising us up together with Christ Jesus according to Ephesians 2, 6. And thank you for the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus in your name. That's the name that's above all names, that whose name every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, not just Collins, Anthony Collins or whatever, not just Fauci, not just so the Biden, whether he's real or one of his doubles or whatever. Everyone involved, Father God, the, the Obama so-called uh, O'Biden regime, Father God. Some people say that he, he, he didn't make it too, too secret that Obama was going to have a third term uh, <laughs> with, the, with the substitute standing in for him. So, Father God, it seems like the same agenda is going forward. That people who don't like people who believe in the one true creator God. And why is that? Because Satan knows his time is really, really, really short. So he's absolutely furious. And he hates every human being, not just the little children. All get their DNA. Then what? Oh, maybe you can come up with a bioweapon that targets those particular people, that genetic background. Could that be done? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Father, that's what we hear, because I don't know everything, but you know everything, Father. And we're all here for such a time as this. Father God, we ask for divine help and adjudication every one of these things. We thank you for giving Jesus all power in heaven and in earth. And he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. You made that abundantly clear. But he's not just, he's not just a, a nice Jewish carpenter who uh, liked to work with his dad, his stepfather actually. Although, Father God, you created the trees and you created his stepfather. You created Joseph and all, all the rest of us, Father God. Kind of, and you created Mary, his mother. But you created him by the word of God, by Jesus. But, Father God, you said, he, he hath on his vesture and on his thigh. Who's this? The Lord Jesus. A name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He's, he's above Obama, uh, above Biden, above Trump, above uh, uh, the, all these people, the FDA and the, all the people and the the people that never had their oath of office sworn in who were Mayorkas and all these different people and all these government agencies, those people that are just pretending to be, because they don't have a true oath of office, they're not actually working for the people. They're not actually under the Constitution. They're just doing their own thing, serving their own whatever they're serving. Some of these people, Father God, don't deserve to be in their little positions of authority. So, Father God, we ask you to do what you said you would do. And we thank you for doing so. You said, put me in remembrance of your words. So we're doing that, Father God. And you said, when your name is near, your wondrous works declare. In Psalm 75, help me get there, Father God. In Jesus' name.
And you know how to change things, Father God. You because you said, Call upon me the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and we ask you to deliver us. And you said, Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God, the Creator God, is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. Lord, you know very well. Because says Jesus knows what's in every man. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So when we have a little cup of wine or whatever is communion and your eyes are red with wine and you're looking at our hearts and you do, you see right past our eyeballs, right into our hearts, Father God. And you're looking at every human being's heart. You're looking at Fauci's heart. You're looking at all the people, DeSantis' heart. And some of them may look like they're just really terrific people. But you know what's behind all of it, Father God, and who they're working for. Whether it's all just a show, like some of these people trying to say, oh, I thought it was very interesting. That guy's name is Khan. He's working with the, with the FDA to say, oh, we have a great ethics and all this stuff. Sounds like a con job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But names are important. And Father God, we think that we've been conned enough. Because, oh, this is very, very safe and effective. Well, well, you know, you can never get COVID if you take the job. Oh, really? And then how many people got COVID? How many people repeatedly got sick? How many? So, Father, we ask for your divine help and adjudication. Satan, you're bound every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy. Coming against all those. Coming against the children and their parents who had their blood stored against the will of the parents. Coming against um, the people of Florida. And we think of the Attorney General having the chutzpah there, Miss Moody, to stand up against Anthony Fauci. And we think of those that have actually said that he needs to be prosecuted. Well, that might be a good idea. But who controls the legal system? Father, the ultimate legal system is for you. So Satan, you're bound. Or you're under the bound. Satan knows where he's going. He's read the book. He knows the Bible better than any minister, any priest. He knows, the, he knows our biology better than any scientist or any doctor. And he comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He's working bit, very, very diligently to bring in a one-world religion, to bring in a one-world government, where there's the Antichrist ruling over it. And, Father God, we ask for your divine help and intervention. Satan, you're bound to all your underlings, named and not named from our position. You see in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Come against all those that have been detained illegally in solitary confinement, all those that have been given a, a bill of goods concerning the so-called uh, emergency authorization use COVID vaccine. And Father God, we ask you to grant all those that are doing the best they know how, whether Donald Trump is well-intentioned. I'm not quite sure, Father God, but you know his heart. He's done some good things to help the people, and that's wonderful, and we're grateful for that, Father God. But he may be trying to be staying out of prison himself. He's been raked over the coals and raked over the coals again. It says, can anybody walk on fire and not be burned? <laughs> he's, he's been trying to go through the flames, Father, in Jesus' name so many times, at least in public opinion. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudication for all those standing for the truth and all the descendants of every believer of the one true creator God. Satan, you're bound. All your unders are bound. Every spirit of Zeus, every spirit of death, hell, and destruction. We ask you, Father God, to, to divide the people that are trying to bring about a war and strife and contention against any people groups anywhere, including the Palestinians, including against the so-called Jewish people. Some of them are real Jews. Some of them aren't. Father God, all these people, Father God, and we thank you very, very few people seem to understand what's going on, Father God. And we thank you for 
for Pat Holiday, who went before, to explain the difference between pedabotetabai with somebody who actually believes the Bible and calls himself a Jew, where somebody who doesn't really believe the Bible still calls himself a Jew. Kind of like some people call themselves Christians, but they don't actually believe the Word of God. It's much different. Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudication, and we ask you to save those that can be saved. We ask you to draw multitudes through an invalid decision to the Lord Jesus. Wake up the body of Christ. Call the people to just wake up and say no, because Jesus gave us how much power and authority? All power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to the saints as joint heirs with Christ. And so Satan, you're bound, or your underlings are bound in Jesus, because Jesus thinks I have done, you will do in greater things than these in Jesus' name, because of the blood of the covenant. Satan, you're bound, and all your underlings are bound. Every spirit of mammon, every spirit of lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, every spirit of ungodly fear is bound, coming against all those, all those spirits trying to cause people to want to take their own lives. Every spirit of self-hatred, every spirit of desperation, every spirit of idolatry and worship of doctors instead of worship of the one true creator God. We ask for your divine help, Father, and we thank you for raising up many, many people and every witchcraft curse being conjured up from all sources, pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft, all returnedly simple. His spirits intended to do those spirits intended to do, intended to do to us. All those that are will be members of the body of Christ and all of our family members, all those coming into the body of Christ, my brother didn't get there to the 11th hour and 59th minute of his life. As far as I, I know, he, he finally accepted Jesus, Father God. And I didn't know Jesus back then. I had no clue. I didn't have any idea who Jesus was. <laughs> Just a name. Like George Washington, somebody kind of in the past, a historical figure. But it said, this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And how do we get to know the creator God? By his word. Because Jesus comes to declare the name of the Father in the midst of the congregation. So we thank you for the, for the ongoing revelations, Father God, as we choose to say, not my will, but thy will be done. As we choose to go your way, Lord Jesus. Because Jesus walked on, walked on water, and, and so did Peter for a moment. You know, Some of us have walked on water when it's frozen, but we're not always there. We haven't quite gotten there yet. I used to say that Pastor Sabrina could dance on the water. Maybe she can. I don't know, but we're going to get there because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And in your presence is fullness of joy. You said the kingdom of God is within righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We ask you to restore the joy of our salvation for all the believers and all those backsliders, all those that have been sucked into just listening to TV or movies or or podcasts on and on and on ad nauseum, Father God, even though they're trying to get a bit of the truth out there. But they just have their perspective, Father God. We need your perspective. So, Father God, we ask you to help us all to think the thoughts you want us to think. So we bind every spirit of stinking thinking, every spirit of vain imagination, bound and gate for us and all those we can stand in for in Jesus. Because you said a lamb for a house. You said Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. And you said this is my covenant with them. The spirits that I put upon you and the words I put in your mouth will not depart out of your mouth nor in the mouth of your seed, nor in the mouth of your seed, seed, from henceforth and forevermore. And you're going to do that. Pat Holiday didn't see that manifesting in, in some of her family members right away. But she didn't want to say that out loud because she didn't want to speak any word curses because she knew they're coming in. And they are. And maybe they've all come in. I don't know. But, Father God, you know. You raised the dead. And you gave us that privilege and that authority as joint heirs with Christ. And so, Father God, we remit the sins of those that need to have their sins remitted that can genuinely repent and turn to the living God. And we ask you to send the Holy Ghost to draw them, to bring conviction, Father God, and to draw them to the heart of the Most High God, Father God. And we ask, Father, that the Lord Jesus reveal your heart 
your heart of perfect love to each one, because perfect love casteth out all fear. And then we can have the courage to just say, not my will, but thy will be done. Even as Jesus did, because Jesus did it as a human being who emptied himself, Father God, to allow you to flow through him. And we think that he poured out his soul into death. He poured out every drop of his blood for each one of us. He said, drink, take ye all of it. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of being able to live by your spirit, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, for pouring forth of your spirit, even as you promised that you would do, Father. Because you said, in the last days I pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions on the handmaids of my servants. In those days will I pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So we thank you for pouring forth of your spirit, Father. We thank you, and you inhabit the praises of your people. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. And what do we eat primarily? His word. Thy words were found, and I did eat them, it says in Jeremiah 15, 16. And I did eat them. Thy word is unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. Because she, the bride of Christ, is called by thy name, Yahweh Tikeno, the Lord our righteousness. Because we receive your name. And that's how we're rescued, by taking your blood, your body, your blood, and believing in your name. That's the name above all names. Name above Fauci, above Biden, above the FDA. And we thank you for rescuing all the children. Father, we ask for divine adjudication concerning all these different things. We thank you for the the judges and those attorney generals that are actually willing to stand for the truth as best they know how, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we know that, that you're overturning this thing. Pat Holliday said some time ago that Trump put out something that we're back under the Constitution from the corporate corporation of the United States of America, whatever it is, which is only uh, vested in the District of Columbia, does not cover what is called all 50 states. Father God, we, 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 we don't unfully, I don't fully understand it. Maybe Sabrina or Brother Bill or somebody does. But we know, Father God, you understand everything perfectly. And you know, Father God, if you've heard the Mayflower Compact, people. They made a contact of contact with you when they came to this country. Were they perfect? Only by the blood of Jesus. But they made a compact with you and you always keep your end of the deal. They made an agreement with you for this nation. And it's the people of this nation, the pilgrims and those who know that they've always been perfect. We have him so we ask you to forgive us and deliver us all. And we ask you to Father God to forgive us the sins of our forefathers in this nation, those that allowed babies to be deported, those that done worse than that, those that, that uh, brought uh